Apparently, I need to do some more tweaking with this stuff. <laughs> Good enough for the women in my life. How about that? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's not a lot, but it's enough. That means my women are simple. You know? You, I'm so confused right now. Why? The women in your life? Yeah. There's one. There's two. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and my daughter. They love me for they're who simple, I am. but they're enough. Is that what you just said? <laughs> no, I said they just. I said it's good enough for the women in my life. <laughs> your women, the yeah. women in your life are good enough. That's. Hey, I really hope Pens is not going to listen to this. You know what? She won't. <laughs> she'll just download I'm, it. She'll get the downloads and then she'll move on. I'm definitely recording right now, so we have that. <laughs> She's she knows. She's a big fan of the show. Huh. Um. Hey. Sure. It's good to see you too. Let's get another weekend under our belt. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. What do we have today? Tonight, we're kicking back to the old Kentucky town. We're going back to 1792. Um, have you ever had this before? Never have. The guy at the liquor store told me it's not bad. You'll like it. That's what he said. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> "Well, what I what I wanted to find there, it just it's unavailable." I went in and went into one of the larger liquor stores here in the metro, and was like, "Hey, this is what I'm looking for." And they're like, "Yeah, we 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 get that like once every month or or every two months, and that's it." The, anything Buffalo Trace, anything related to Buffalo Trace. Almost impossible. Is that what you were trying to get? Yeah. Oh. I was trying to find the Weller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy goes, not a chance. Uh, But anyways, he recommended this nice little gift here. And the reason why it's named 19... 1792? Yeah, 1792. I think I'm dyslexic. But uh, is because um, that was the year that Kentucky joined the United States. So congratulations on... Is it really? Yeah. Not nice. Congratulations, Kentucky. Way to join. Welcome Welcome. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Welcome to the States. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. So anyways. Oh my gosh. Not bad. There's I a like lo- it. It goes down yeah. smooth. What a great week here. Exciting things are finally coming. Baseball. I know. Baseball. I know. Did you watch any of the Royals Astros? Of course I did. I'm sure you did. The Cardinals haven't had one yet. They have one tomorrow against the Royals. Oh, it's tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. We should have recorded them while watching that, but whatever. We're a little busy. It's at Bush Stadium. Yeah, it's uh the in the 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 scrimmage games or the exhibition games is kind of weird. It is because it's like watching a spring game, but you're watching it at Kaufman with nobody in the stands, and it's not worth anything. The, see, the the fans in the stands thing isn't that terrible watching the game. I noticed that. I actually. Like, it just seems like a weekday baseball game in Tampa. It's like watching a Marlins game. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm like, all right, fine. We have a Marlins game every once in a while. Like cool. a Wednesday night Marlins game. It's just, that's what it is. Right. It didn't detract as much as I thought it would. No. Um, but the game also doesn't mean anything. So that that might be kind of part of it too, you know, because I mean, it's just like, it's basically like a practice scrimmage. We'll find out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, you guys play Friday too. I yeah. think there's a game Thursday. Like that's when the league. Yeah, there's two. Starts. There's two. Uh, two games on Thursday that open. Yeah, and then eleven might be the most heavily Friday. watched MLB game, regular season game, maybe in history. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be big, and it's exciting. But what I've seen out of the Royals last couple of days is uh, 
going to be a long. It's going to be a long. It's going to be a long sixty games. <laughs> if that team that shows up today plays the rest of these sixty games, it's going to. You be, were playing <clears> the Astros. Yeah, the Trastros. Right. Yeah. Which Lance McCullers Jr. looked fantastic the other night. Yeah, he did. Coming back from that surgery, I was like, good lord. Just hitting all the pitches. I will say, Bubba looks sharp. Yeah. I'm. It's finally nice to see him coming into his own, if that's what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. I know he hasn't really... I mean, he hasn't been called up yet, but for a few games here and there. Is that right? Yeah, last season he was called up to play some outfield and then yeah, got a couple runs on it. pretty. I know he had that two-run shot. It looked mm-hmm. pretty. Oh, yeah. yeah. The kid's got all the right mechanics. He just had to get it all together at the major league level. That's a big jump. I mean, how old is he? He's got. I shouldn't ask you. You're not great with. I know. Ages. I'm not great with numbers. Um, We're gonna find out. You make a guess, and I. I would see. say he's probably twenty three or four. Right, came in there. into the league pretty. Well, he was he was right out of high, high school, school, right? Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna find out here. I bet he's right there. Twenty three. Twenty seven. That's actually older than I thought. Really? God damn. Huh. Interesting. But born and raised. Yeah. Hometown product. So there you go. But it's kind of like do or die now for him, I think, you know? You got 27 years old. Yeah. Yeah. He's not Whit Merrifield old, but. No, but it's time now that we, you've been with the organization long enough and you've been at the major league level long enough that you have to really start. You got to make the squad and produce or it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, and hopefully he does because the kid, I mean, got, I'll tell you what, when he was down at Gardner, we went and watched him play uh, football. And um, like you went to watch him play? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was like just setting all the records. And I was like, this kid, he had offers to go to uh, Nebraska. He was that like typical, like I can. Uh, uh, like dual threat guy, like he'll throw it, but he'll run it right down your throat. And they were unstoppable. That was that was a great team they had there. Um, but then he could dunk a basketball too. He was like just a he's an, an all around athlete. athlete. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. But then when he got to baseball, he just ripped the cover off the ball at a young age, like just smashing everybody. And so you knew he was gonna be special. And it turned out. And uh, I, I hope for his sake that he has. Like it's pay that it, that it pays off. Well, I think the Royals when they it's were it's taken him a little bit longer than probably anticipated for him to come up. Now he had to compete with what was going on with for the a few with years. the Royals, yeah, run. Yeah, 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 and the players. And I just think he didn't he couldn't transition the bat mechanics right away um, to catch up with the pitching at this level. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's easy to rake kids in in high school that are just throwing heat. And maybe a little breaking ball. Yeah. But when you but get up here and guys are just painting the corners, you got... Locating yeah. off-speed pitches that are insane. Different arm mixed angles. With a, mixed with a perfectly timed heater. Right. Cut fastball. Yeah. Forcing fastball. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. It's a long... It's, it's difficult. The transition is. And I think it just took longer for him to transition. Um, But it's good to see him. It is good. A lot, to see a lot of young guys, man, on this Royals team. This Who team's pitched? got a bright future. Who pitched yesterday? Uh, yesterday was Mike Montgomery got shelled, and then today was uh, Javier Lopez. <laughs> he had he he did hit like three batters though, so good for him. 
I'm going to see if they have who's pitching tomorrow. Cardinals mm. versus um, Royals. Jesse Hahn. Hahn. And the Cardinals have not released yet. I think Hahn. Yeah. Oh, the Cardinals haven't released yet? No. Okay. Huh. Who do you think they go with? They're going to go with like a mid guy. I just guess it would be on. Michaelis. Oh, you think they're going to roll out that big arm for an exhibition Oh, no, actually they may go Carlos Martinez because he's on the rotation now. Yeah, they're going to go with a small arm, like a guy who would be like maybe the fifth guy or... Let me say on their website. Let me find out. They're definitely not going to take the top two or three guys. It's going to be kind of funny when people listen to this. It'll be after the fact. Yeah, they're going to be like, these guys were wrong. <laughs> they are idiots. This um, It's Tuesday. Uh the 21st of July, so... 9.25 p.m. <laughs> as we said, we are fans. That's about as... Yeah. Ex- um, who's your opening day starter? Duffy? Yeah, Duffy's going to run the start. And uh, we got Cleveland up first. Who do you guys play first? We have... That's a great question. The Pirates, yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, it's got to be a divisional game. Yeah. Flaherty Pirates? is on the mound. Who's pitching in uh, Pittsburgh? Musgrove. Oh, he's yeah. a good pitcher. Oh, yeah, Musgrove. That's, that's a good song. matchup. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Pirates lineup is trash, but Musgrove versus Flaherty. Yeah, I'll watch that for sure. I'm gonna watch it anyway because it's Cardinals baseball. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the Pirates are they've got some young pieces there. You got Bieber going for Cleveland. Yeah, he's gonna be tough. He he just oh, this is so nice to talk baseball, I like know. actual baseball. I know. The Cleveland, the Indians are going to be tough too. I just don't know what anything can happen in sixty games, man. I don't. You know, earlier we were talking a few. Anything weeks can ago, happen except the Orioles doing something. I don't think they do. Yeah, or the Tigers, <laughs> or the or, or the, the Marlins. The Marlins, yeah, Sorry. yeah. The Marlins just get like drugged through the mud here each week. Them and the Browns. It's only a matter of time before they move cities, right? I think they have to, even with um, Jeter running things. It's only a matter of time. It makes more sense than staying in Miami. What do I know? I don't run a baseball team. I don't know either. I just watch it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What, what else you got? You Sal- a- Salvi came back and hit a bomb last night. So it was a bomb too. That was a. That was a shot. That was good to see. He looks so good. He looks like he hasn't he missed a day. He looks more comfortable than he did the season before he mm-hmm. got hurt. Like after the World Series run, it seemed like he was. Well, Maybe he, a bit tired. He, dude, he was catching, what, 100 and some, 170 games or better for like a three or four year stretch there, including the playoffs. You know what I mean? For like two he, years, yeah. Well, but then, yeah, for those two years. But that's a lot. Of, that's on a, that's a lot on a catcher. And he's, he's such, he's, he's a so, big guy. So big body. Oh, yeah. You have to imagine like his. I got one of the reasons that Yachty does pretty well is because he's not huge. He's a, he's a little bit smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely advantage there. Right. Mm-hmm. Plus so he's hard a on the catcher. So hard on the knees. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say right now probably better, but I think they both are very, very talented. Oh, they're both top five in the league. For sure. Yeah, there's a lot. There's some good catchers out there too. Grandall, he's a big arm. They got... Uh, Is Posey still playing? Yeah, I mean, he's a little washed up now. But right now, we're, we're there. We're staring down... Opening day. Two days away from opening day mm-hmm. for a 60-game season. After that, we're going to have so much to talk about. 
Yeah. Right now, we're at the tail end of us starting a podcast. With well, no everyone's sports. holding their breath. Like, everyone's holding. Is their it going to happen? Is it? Are we ready to roll? Are we sure? Um, it's going to happen. You know, the only thing that's really going to happen is if there's a, um, like a major outbreak. A in a team I, mean, I doubt. I would even doubt hearing about a major outbreak because most of baseballs played outside. Yes, you're in the locker room, but I've seen them and they're wearing their masks and stuff. I would just imagine that. It'd be a case by case basis, and then you wouldn't see a player for two weeks, mm-hmm. well, which is huge for a sixty game season. But at the same time, like that's just how it goes. Well, there was just a tweet the other day by like, uh, uh, well, who was it? Uh, Buster Buster Olney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. baseball. Yeah, writer. he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, they tested twenty thousand baseball players, and the like, they were like. Uh, Hardly any cases out of that many people, like twenty cases or something. Like the number was very small, like and under like, under a percentage. Yeah, yeah. And within the last week, so you know what I mean. So they're testing these guys like weekly, and sometimes you know at a higher clip, right? And uh, like I don't want to downplay it. There's always a, there's always a chance that an outbreak happens, and we have to stop the sport again. But I, I think it's good for us to talk about it as if it's. As if we're going to see it to the end. Right. Well, this is a good transition because this is what we were talking about today. One of my good friends, Eric, called me today and he goes, what do you think happens with football? You know, like Mm -hmm. in baseball, think about this. In baseball, let's say like left fielder comes down with, you know, a positive case. So the left fielder might be responsible for, what, six plays in a game? You know, depending on the game, obviously, right? But let's just say, like, the average is probably, like, six to eight plays that he's responsible for. That's probably true. In a game, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you're like, okay, next guy up Gosh, I never even... I, that math kind of just didn't compute for a second. I was like, well, he only does, like, six plays? Like, yeah. Wow. Right? Like, I mean... Couple, <laughs> guy gets paid really well to do six things. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a bat, true. but... So, nine but, things. Right, but I'm saying defensively, he's responsible for, like, that. And so if you go, okay, well, that's that. So you can make the next guy come up, but like in the NFL, so let's say like the running back uh, test positive, like he's in on every play. Guys are touching him. They're tackling him. He's at all different levels. He's at the front line. If he breaks one, he's at the secondary and, you know, into the secondary getting tackled by a safety or a linebacker. It's like, and if that guy tests positive, like, what do you do there? Do you, does the whole defense have to miss a game? Does the guy just miss a game? Like, it's a good question. I mean, that's what we were trying to decide. Like, my guess is it would be it would be that guy. And but see, they're they're going to be regularly tested all the time. Like all those guys are going to be tested like once a week, maybe. Uh, well, I think they're trying to say that they're going to test him. Yeah, and if he is tested, then it's like he's out for two weeks. Well, in the in the MLB, they have that thing if you're tested. Um, you have to, it's like mandatory, like 48 hours. And then you can request another test. And if you have two negative tests after, like if you wait 48 hours and you test again, it's negative. Then you test again and it's negative the next day. If you have two negative tests within that window, then you, um, you can come back and play. Hmm. So I wonder if it's something like that. I don't know. It's a great question. I guess we'll just find out. Well, and the other side of the coin is is this. It's like, 
do what do you think? Do you think that the league would be like? Because they're obviously going to be in charge of administering the tests, right? Like they're going to yeah. be responsible for like, like they are the data, and stuff right? Like that. Yeah. What are the odds? Like, let's say like uh, big name guy like uh, Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey or Tom Brady, you know, Michael Thomas, one of these big names comes down with it and they're like, uh, tested negative, you know, like they would try to hide it. Yeah. Like they no, just bury the, the information. Backlash, the backlash, if it, if he, if he tested positive and actually got sick, you know, you can't, you can't fake that. You can't hide that. But what if, what the if backlash, if they played somebody who was actually positive would be way too big. Not to mention, costly because if he tests positive and still plays and gets other people sick then you're just like that's just that's just a domino effect it's just worse mm-hmm. i can't imagine i mean maybe because there's all these conspiracies out there maybe but i just that's too risky if i if i were the commissioner i'd be like no no we're not well if somebody that- tests positive they're out i'm not messing with that <clears throat> patrick Mahomes can sit sorry yeah you would think that, right? Like they would be more likely to fake an injury, which they have, right? Yeah, like oh, oh, he's having or, knee problems, or they've, We're not co- or, they, or they've covered up an injury. They spent tw- they spent the last twenty five years covering up uh, concussions. True. So <laughs> they're going to invest. And look that, how well that ended. I know, but if you're going to invest that kind of time into it, you're going to be like, hey. Look, one year we just washed a couple see, of these coronavirus concussions days. threatened the whole the whole game. Uh, well, I think coronavirus is going to threaten the whole well, game. You, too, you don't right? understand, like concussions threatened the existence of football, like okay. people not wanting to play their kids. COVID is a temporary threat. Okay. Concussion is was a like in the game kind of threat. Yeah, that they buried for twenty years, right? And it was horrible. They should not have done that. Yeah, absolutely. And luckily. Things are going in the right direction as far as safety goes with that. But I don't think they would treat COVID the same way. Well, you're putting a lot of faith into someone who just buried information for 20 years into into not burying something in a temporary sample. True, but for the sake of the business, like he made a business decision about concussions and it was the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. For the sake of the business, Mm -hmm. you would think you'd have to be pretty upfront with COVID. Okay. Like, people are very sensitive right now to who is dealing with it well and safely and cleanly. Sure. It's all about image. Yeah. And the smart thing to do right now would be to have an open image. And again, they may not be smart. We'll, well see. I, I, I 100% agree with that. It's all about the image. But one of the reasons how they got away with 20 years of coming to concussion stuff is because they controlled all that information so if they're administering the test and they take a test and they go oh this guy's positive but they're just going yeah the test is negative so then you, you don't even know right a third party should be administering mm-hmm. the tests mm-hmm. you're right but a billion dollar company could well, have some more influence than, more than a billion <laughs> yeah that's being a nice. multi-billion dollar company right. has a lot of influence on a third party I'm just saying, this is something that's, it, it's, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be like, let's go down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. Yeah. I don't think that, but I just think, uh, the opportunity is there and it'll be interesting to see how they handle certain situations. I think they're all trying to figure it out still right now. I think the, the players association and the, the league. I think if we don't hear about any cases, I would be skeptical in about like 
like four weeks of play yeah. and I didn't hear about a single case, I'd be like, really? Yeah. Really? Or they're doing an incredible job of, you know, managing it. Right. You know? That's a know. lot of people. It is a lot of people. In close proximity. I know they play outside, but those locker rooms with, you know, 53-man roster plus coaches and press, like that's... Well, they're saying they're going to expand the rosters too because... Right? Um, that's a lot of people. Yeah. I know baseball has a big roster, but not They're not saying like 80. They're saying 80 on the roster. No. Yeah. Uh, Why would they have an 80-man well, roster for a regular season? Well, because of this fact. If there's guys that are going to be sick and out... Just have a bigger farm team. Why have a huge roster? Well, not all those guys are going to be... Re- yeah, you're right. They're, I'm saying they're going to hold... I think now they hold 60-some uh, players with the practice squad guys and the active roster. And so they're going to add more bodies. Because here's the deal. It gives an unfair shot to the guys who are trying to make the team. Because there's, none, there's no... Uh, What's preseason games? What's been your position on? That was really high pitched. What? What? What's been? Um, Have what's another been your, sip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hmm. <laughs> Have you? What's been your position on maybe having like a minor league NFL? A lot of players don't get drafted or eventually cut, and then they just kind of drift off in their careers. Yeah. And I don't know what that would necessarily look like, but you can imagine like here's your 53 man NFL roster. And then you have your minor league club of about, I don't know how it would look, like 70 guys. Okay. You know, and then, then they play mm-hmm. just the teams of the minor, like one minor league team per club. Yeah. I... Have you heard like these theories or these like uh, proposals? Ideas, right. Um, what do you think about that? I don't, on the, uh, on the surface, I don't like it. I don't think it'll do well because I think when people think of professional sports, they want to see the best. They want to see the top. Baseball is like three minor league teams per yeah. club. Have you ever been to like a minor league baseball Yeah, they're game? fun, actually. Yeah, they're fun, but they are they don't draw the crowd that but that's the major. Not the, but that's not the point of them. Well, but... The point of them is to keep the talent up and when somebody is ready to call them up. Right. To hone skills. Well, here's the deal. In major league baseball, you can have a 20-year career. In the NFL, you don't get that career. You the average, but like, a minor league career is better than no career. Okay. <laughs> you asked me my opinion. I just said I don't like it because when people the whole think point of, of this professional podcast is to argue with each other. Okay, <laughs> calm yourself. Down. I know, but listen. Let me get through my thought before okay, sorry, you. Sorry. Before you. That's been one of our main criticism is we don't let each other talk stuff yeah. out. So here, so talk, sir. So basically where I was trying to go with this is that when people think of professional sports, they want to see the very best. So do I, will, will I watch a minor league game? Sure. But am I invested in it? And when you look at sports and you look at the amount of money, how do I get invested? Well, you get invested because you see the best of the best play the other best of the best. And that's all you want to see. Basketball is the same way. You don't want to go watch a bunch of G league, D league games. You want to see LeBron and Jordan. You know, you want to see the cream of the crop, lace it up and go head to head. Same thing, same thing on golf. Okay. I know this is like a golf reference you're probably gonna get, but you'll understand. <laughs> when you when you go to a professional golf event, you're seeing the best of the best. Right. Go toe to toe. When you go to a uh like the uh web used to I think it's like something else now, but it used to be the web.com tour. You see these guys who are trying to make it, right? They're trying to win enough 
tournaments to make the tour, you know, make the, to get their card. Yeah. And you want to see those guys excel, but you want to see them play against the other best players. You don't want to see them play a bunch of. So why does it work for baseball? Just because baseball takes time to hone skill. Yeah. 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 Because you have to develop yourself. Baseball is, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to get to this. It's it's a huge adjustment from college to pro. You have to think about this though. As you're going through the ranks, you're betting on as you come up. If you're not a top like five, five round guy, maybe top 10 round guy, you're betting on somebody getting hurt or getting released Hmm. or getting sent down. You know what I mean? Because other than that, how is she going to make it up there? Like, think about, (laughs) think about this in terms of like, so Jeter, right? Probably one of the best shortstops ever. Like, any guy who was drafted as a shortstop for the Yankees for 20 years was like, yeah, that's uh, true. I'm not ever going to play. Like, you're, this pl- sucks. you know what I mean? Because <laughs> you're waiting on him to retire right. to get, get a shot. And then you had, and then they had a great backup for him, but uh, they probably combed through a bunch of guys going, we, you know, first, okay, okay, okay. But in the middle of his career, they're like, we don't really need to draft shortstops. Like, we have the best one in the game. And then as he got towards the end of his career, like, let's get, Gregorius in here and then the rest is history. You know? Yeah. That's what I think is different. Whereas in football, you could you might be the next man up and you're trying to get that spot and then, a, know, and then a guy gets I guess hurt my thought, or, my thought or process is or, since there's an XFL and they seem to be able to to field a good number of teams, that why wouldn't the NFL like almost take that back? And just say, every team's going to have a minor league team, and then we'll have those teams play each other. And people may not watch, but at least those players are not in some other organization. Mm -hmm. They're in my organization. I think the NFL looks at college as its minor league system. That's probably true. And they don't don't seem, they don't think it's necessary to have that. I mean, here's the deal. When you're a senior, I mean, there's if, if you get already to your, farm you're, teams. you're coming on the top, you know, you're coming on right in your prime. And it's like, hey, why don't we just take these kids that are coming right into it? They've played four years of highly competitive football. That sounds like a guy who's going to be the next man up. We'll take him, and that way we get him on a young deal. He matures a little bit more. We got him in the prime. Yeah, and the shelf life of an NFL, yeah. NFL player is like it's three, not three, three and a half four, years, five, I think, four at, years? At, at the most. Depending on the position. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Mm-mm. And I think that's what the NFL is like. Why do we need to pay Right, it's a business. Why do we need to pay to have a minor league system when the college system pays for itself? That's what I think. I'm not saying it's right, but but I'm saying it's damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. That's that's a Mark saying. Yeah. How? Let's think about this. So let's process something. Yeah, process this. Okay. Okay. So. There's no preseason games, right? That's what they've agreed to. There's none? None. Ooh. Oh, I know. Are you sure there, about yeah, that? Yeah, 100%. When did that come just out? came out. They were going to go to two games. And they're like, hey, why don't we just cut it all the way back? And then we'll give like an extended uh, camp type system. Like we get a couple extra more weeks. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Four hours ago. <laughs> I'm telling you what. You are on top of it. Fresh news. Um, okay, so there's no preseason games. They're getting a little extra time. And the Chiefs have all their starters back. Who just played and won a Super Bowl. 
you know where this is going. Yeah, sure. Sure. Let's let's do this. So, I mean, you have to look at it like we have the best odds. We, obviously, we do. Every betting site, every every article that's like, name the top five, ten teams. It's like Chiefs, and then there's like a gap, and then there's like Ravens, and then there's like a gap, and then there's like the rest of everybody else. And uh, you have to think that we're just going to outrun people early. Without those practice, without those uh, real time games setting up, not just matching up against the you know the practice squad or the or the scout team, you're actually going up against. You know, you're missing that element of going up against another team, and we get out there. First day, the old Texans roll in here. <laughs> I don't know, man. I have the odds in front of me. I. Yeah. According to CBS. Yeah. As of most current odds, um, the betting odds, it's probably like five to one. The Chiefs. You are right on. I As know. of July 16th, mm-hmm. Chiefs, five to one. Yeah. Ravens, 13 to two. Um, 49ers, seven to one. I know. I don't see the 49ers there. That's I don't so either. Like, they're I feel get, like they're they, getting... They, they hit their stride at the right time the last season, but I don't know if they have what it takes to get back. I agree with that, hundred percent. Saints twelve to one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chiefs have the significant advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because even as I'm listing these teams, I'm like, yeah, like mm. what's well, Buccaneers probably next? Uh, Cowboys twelve oh. to one, which surprises me. <laughs> no way, Cowboys. Sorry. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> Sorry, the, and then Tampa Bay twelve to one also. Yeah. And then it starts falling off drastically. Philadelphia eighteen to one, which I could see that. Philadelphia, I think, could be sneaky good. Yeah, uh, not sneaky enough to put money on them. No, but I bet they. I mean, they could make. <laughs> Unless a, you're like a diehard Philly fan, they could make. They could make an NFC championship at the right time. Yeah, if well, if Wentz can stay healthy, they've had the worst luck with the injury bug. The last couple of years. He gets hurt at the worst. Time. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're getting ready to go to the playoffs. He's like, they ah, have such a good leg. season. And then <laughs> he winced it. And then the Packers at 18 to 1. Yeah. And then here are the Patriots. Oh, I love seeing this because for years it was like single digit. I know. One. 25 to 1. See, I just saw odds just, I think, more recently, like just Let's earlier see this if week. I can find that. From where? Do you know? I don't remember. It was just on Twitter. But they were like, uh, Ooh, Vegas has. I think they were like twelve to one, six to one for the, the for Patriots were. And Chiefs, I was like, according to twelve to one with a rookie. I don't know. That's I a don't, stretch. Unless they, unless they think I Cam is gonna. I know. Last week, your girl thought Cam was the truth that he's gonna be. She had some. She had some solid reasons as to why. Mm-hmm. And I mean, your reasons aren't unfounded either. Yeah, that's why it's going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, I, no, it's definitely going to be I, super. Interesting. I disagree with you. I think he makes the squad. I just don't know if he would if he would start. And I, I agree with I would agree with Dana. It's going to be fascinating to see what they do because it's so different than mm-hmm. anything they've done in the past at quarterback. Right. At least for the past twenty years. Mm-hmm. Broncos are at fifty to one in every website I see. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't disagree that, with it. That's almost you should put some money on that. Fifty to one? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Throw a hundred bucks on there. They if were it, if it hits, you look like a champion. Right. <laughs> if it doesn't hit, you're out a hundred bucks. Worst thing is you're out a hundred bucks. Which, you know, 
I could be out a hundred bucks. <laughs> And I could be in some money. A lot. You could be in five grand. What? Get it. That seems like a worthwhile investment. I mean, you have 16 weeks to see it. <laughs> Plus the playoffs. Right. And if you're, that's. You're going to know by week 12 whether, <laughs> whether or not you're in it or out. Hey, I have a clarification. Oh, here's the other thing we were Okay, you about. go first. Because I know you play fantasy football. Yes. Okay, so we're thinking. I play fantasy football. <laughs> Okay. Um, so fantasy football, right? So like let's say you're drafting your team and let's just hypothetically say like your running back gets the COVID, right? <laughs> the COVID. He gets the <laughs> yeah, okay. COVID Achi. He gets the COVID Achi. Right, okay. Um and you're in a critical point of the season. You know what I mean? Or let's say you get a running back and a receiver. And like another bench player, like you know what I mean. Like, what are you gonna do? What if you got like six guys that get it all at the same time in a fantasy lineup? You know what I mean? Like a season long, not like the daily thing, because the daily thing you can just swap out. But in the season long, like I think it's gonna have an impact uh, on the way it, we play fantasy football too. I don't know if it's that much different than how we play fantasy football anyway, because it, it, you pick a player and they get injured and they're out three to four weeks or they're out one to two weeks. But what if it's, it's like the same thing? Yeah. Early. But what if it's late in the season? What if you're like, Hey, I'm going to be in the money here in whatever our league thing is. And again, you run into that issue with just a general injury. That's just the, that's just the fun and the risk of playing fantasy football. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be, it's like one extra injury that you're watching out for, but this one takes less time to get over. Yeah. I mean, I would consider this better than like, you know, you draft a guy and then breaks his leg or tears the ACL. Yeah, <laughs> right. Then obviously, like week yeah. two, and then he's out, and then you're you're screwed. Right. I mean, how many times does it happen when you have your first round draft pick just blows his knee? knee yeah. Or, yeah, or breaks a hand or something. Yeah, right. Like the one year that I drafted Tom Brady was the year that the Chiefs injured him and Matt Castle replaced him. I'm like what? <laughs> Jamal did that to me a couple of times too. I'm like, yeah. oh my god. David Johnson was famous for that too. Yeah. It's a tough stretch out there. <laughs> that's just that's the worst when you got the first overall. You're like, this guy's the, this guy's it, and then just, yep, it's over. I just it's another kind of injury. That's about it. Yeah. Well, it's just going to be interesting to see what the league does in terms of like a positive test and how they address it. Do you know Buster Posey opted out of the 2020 season? Did not. I don't really I follow the Giants. We're a baseball yeah. and football podcast. You might want to keep up. Yeah. The, then I, again, I, know, I have it right here in front I know of me, a so. lot of guys did, like David Price did and, yeah. and it, for the Dodgers. And um, there's there's been a bunch of guys that have done it. So a, lot of, it. a lot of like less named guys too, but um, I didn't know Posey did that. I mean, I have no argument with a player deciding to do that. Right now, every day, people have their own ways of doing things. Some are logical, some are not. But sure, you know, if this is, yeah, sure. I mean, Go he's made it. a ton of money, so it's not like he's going to be out a substantial amount of money. He's 33. He can play for a few more years. He'll be fine. I mean, I think that's the real benefit here to some guys is like, hey, get a, just keep that body healthy for another year. It's depressing how, they, how much older I get, how many fewer or how many more people that are younger than me making a ton more money playing a, playing a sport? <laughs> I really missed the mark here. 
You're trying. Uh, That's why we started the podcast. We're trying. We're coming back. We're coming back. Every time we <laughs> we're say we're trying to renew that old. Every time we say it's good to see you because we don't expect <laughs> to see each other the next week. It's good to see you. It is good. Generally, hey, you made I it. I thought you week. would be gone. <laughs> you made it back. All right. Great to see you. <laughs> For sure. That's our philosophy on this yeah. podcast. It is great to see you, though. No it doubt. Always is. No doubt. Um, let's see. What else we got? You know. This is so sad. I, it, it makes it sound like we're running out of things to we're say not. until sports are coming along. Yeah. But there's not. There's still a lot to talk about. We've argued about quite a bit. Yeah. But there's still more. So, on, I set up a daily fantasy lineup for... Uh, Baseball? hmm For Friday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And Who do you got? Who do you got? Well, I, I've taken some players, but I wanted to get your opinion. My professional mm-hmm. opinion? Should I take, uh, I took Carpenter. I don't know what the St. Louis lineup is like, but I bet Carp's probably like at the top of the lineup. He yeah. usually bats like in the first three. It's. And I really wish I could or, see him for a full season because he's taken a lot of different approaches to this offseason. Last year, he uh, he was relying solely on his swing Mm -hmm. and this year he's like actually i need to do more like exercise working out i need to invest more into my body rather than relying on my skill Mm -hmm. i'm really curious to see how he comes out okay so i mean he already hit he's hit one or two home runs in this summer camp okay which i'll take he has a beautiful swing i love his swing and he bats left he bats left um Musgrove is a righty, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, I would say the past two years he'd be risky to put on your lineup, but he could start off strong. Okay. This is on FanDuel. Not, I used to do DraftKings, but FanDuel had a. Why'd you switch? I didn't switch. I just do both. You do both. <laughs> it's, a, I, I don't like the format as much, but, um, they they were like, hey, welcome back to the football or baseball season. Like they they threw, threw some extra cash. I just got an email for yeah. They, I just yeah. got an email from FanDuel. So they like, gave me ten you know bucks. What? I'm like, I was like, okay, okay, all right. I'll bet ten bucks on it. So I'm rolling out uh, uh, Zach Wheeler, who's, okay, who's for the uh, uh, the Mets. Uh, Garver, uh, catcher for Minnesota. He just was smashing. Yeah, balls. he was. He had a great end of the year last year. And then, so how I like to do it, I like to roll like a couple monster bats and then roll like, uh, like string some guys together, like a stack. Right. Okay. So I'm rolling, uh, Colton Wong. Cause we've kind of, we kind of destroyed him on the podcast and, um, and okay. You, and so you no, destroyed him because <laughs> well, he's defensive metrics are great and his offensive metrics, not good, but I'm betting, I'm betting on him coming out hot. Okay. okay. How about that? So I'm rolling him with Carp because I think they're probably going to bat close in the lineup, my guess would be. Uh-huh. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm betting that's where my bet is. And then I'm going to roll out Mondesi and Merrifield and Solaire. There's my little like two, three, four stack, right? Solaire is always close to hitting a bomb, so that's not not unfounded. Here we go. Right? Just needed that. And then Trout and Bellinger on the back end. Just a couple smashers. Yeah. You know, let's go for the points. 
Um, they're they're going to be low on because they were expensive, but I got a couple of the guys cheap. So that's know. a good lineup. Maybe it works. One starter to watch this year. Yeah. Because I think it's finally his time. Baseball was, starter? Yeah. Yeah. Alcantara. Alcantara? Yeah. So he was the guy the Car- from Miami? Yeah. He was in the Cardinal system until he was a part of the Marcelo Zuna trade. Yeah. Um, Is he still in Miami? A, yeah. But okay. he's he's a good he's a good starter. Is keep, he? Keep an eye on him. Okay. I was actually upset to see him go because I think he was going to be legit. But we ha- we have pitching. Yeah. I wasn't too upset about it, but at the same time, like it's hard to give up on this really really good prospect. Mm-hmm. And he's had a year under his belt now in Miami, and it was an okay year. It was but like I think it was, was kind of shaky. Year. Yeah. Um, but he I, had some like really good starts, and then he had someone like really a good. sixty game season could benefit him a lot. Sure. I could be way off, but keep an eye on him. No. I, I I agree with he's, that. He's their opening day. Well, when you right when they, when they took on the Azuna deal, like they had to, they're taking on a guy who could hit some bombs, so you had to give up something. And he did, but yeah. he also struck out a bunch. So many, so many times. <laughs> that was kind of a bust for St. Louis. I feel like that was what I don't understand. Is I feel like they it didn't work out the way they at intended. the same time that the Brewers brought in Yelich, they bring in Ozuna for about the same amount of money. I might need to look that up. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true, but I feel like the deal was similar in terms of like what your expectations right. were. Right. Yeah. But like out of those three outfielders from Miami, you had Ozuna, you had Stanton, and you had Yelich. Yelich. The Cardinals were in the Stanton race until mm-hmm. the Yankees prevailed. I guess I couldn't really say that. Stanton apparently said he would never go to St. Louis. Okay. And so then they went after Ozuna and Yelich is the one that becomes the MVP. Like, mm. Where did we miss the mark on that one? Well, maybe they wanted too much for him. Too many pieces. I kind of want to look up the... You keep talking. I want to look this well, up. Well, the Brewers knew that with Yelich, they were getting... They knew that that was going to be a major piece for them to make a serious run. Because that's when they took on Kane. That's when they took on some pitching. They really loaded their roster up to go make a run. There's certain times when teams, when a franchise goes, hey, here we go. This is we're gonna we're gonna buy these couple pieces and this is the run we're gonna make. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I felt like the Brewers organization was looking at like, here we go. The pieces are in place uh for us to go. They took on a for Yelich, because Yelich had signed a seven year, fifty million dollar contract with the Marlins in two thousand fifteen and then in two thousand eighteen, traded to the Brewers. Mm-hmm. So they were taking on that. Money contract and then and then sending people over. So mm-hmm. and then he just got a monster deal right yeah, after like that. Like a two hundred something million, yeah. two hundred fifteen million dollar for nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I want to look up. He's a, he seems like a really cool dude, Elich. Really nice young guy. Looks like Pete Davidson, no, the comedian. See, how much was SNL? That's just weird. <laughs> it's like a it's like a <laughs> it's an odd look, but he's a cool dude. Yeah, Ozuna was making less. Yeah. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. That's what I'm saying. Like you didn't have to give up as much, but you also ex- you you expected the production level to be there, and it just it I wasn't. felt like it wasn't. Hmm. That's why he's not there now. They rid of him, shipped him off to the Braves. I have to say, I like I like it when the Cardinals do that. It makes sense. It's smart. If you don't perform, you're you're out. Yeah. Sorry. Hit it. Sit or down. Get it. You know. <laughs> that's that's kind of the rules. Instead, they go after Goldschmidt. I yes, please. Goldie, way better player. I love having him as a Cardinal. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they extended him. 
fantastic. The uh, I will say the Braves are a dangerous looking team though. Yeah, they are. They're going to be real good. They're young. They're going to be fun to watch. They're, they're it's super like, fun. As my, as f- like the Royals were fun to watch back then, they this team might be like the Royals on a little bit of steroids. Yeah. Actual steroids, I may not be sure, but you know what I mean. Maybe. Like, like Ozzy Albies oh. is incredibly fast. Oh, yeah. And he can hit. So it's like. And he's a defensive player, too. Right. So yeah. it's like Gerard Dyson, but with an actual bat. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember being at that game and the guys in the, you know, the crowd is being like, Gerard, you suck. And he was just like, turn around and get the other finger because there was nobody in the stands. I, I, may, I won't I ever, may, I won't ever not. Rem- I may suck as compared to all these other guys, but look what I'm doing for a living and look at what you're doing for a living. But you're I will, paying I, to watch me. I will say Gerard had one of the best gifs in Royals history where he gets up from the slide and just does the like, you know, the yeah. motorcycle thing? Yeah. Super awesome. That's what speed do. That's what speed do. He was exciting to watch. I uh, I think when we were watching it and we were like, God damn, he's quick. And then you saw Terrence Gore and you're like, holy shit, that guy has another gear. Yeah, but how many times did Terrence Gore go over the back? Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> it's like, shut her down, bro. Like you needed Gerard Dyson speed. You don't need Terrence Gore speed because you got it's a little it. too quick. Right. It was almost like... Tyree I can think of just two games zipping. right off the bat, and I'm not even a Royals fan. How he was like sliding into third, and he goes ended up over in middle, ended up center field, just like, <laughs> we'll like he's in the grass. You're like, hey, Whoa. I think you just overstepped that a little bit. I mean, his shining moment was obviously that wild card game, like taking second, taking third, as if it's no big deal. Yeah, fantastic to watch. And then we won. We just rewatched that actually because Charlie wanted to watch it again. Is it so? Gr- it's so great. Yeah, it's a fantastic game, and. Really, watching it, Oakland, they kind of had all the things going right for them. Brandon Moss was hitting home runs. Um, Who Lester later became was, a royal. Right. <laughs> Lester was... John Lester was, was dealing. dealing. Oh Shields was dealing too, but yeah. he'd given up a couple of mistakes. Yeah. That was a game. For sure. It was a game where you're like, we're going to lose this game. That's, <laughs> that's how it felt. Right. Yeah. Down eight two. I was supposed to be at that game. I know we've already talked about that. Oh yeah, I forgot. I yeah. keep on forgetting what we talk about. Thanks for keeping us on track. Our listeners don't want to hear your story again. Okay, I won't tell I, it. <laughs> I I can pick up on a clue. Yeah. So, but back to baseball in terms of coming up soon. Um, I think there's a lot to like about the this Royals team. I'm interested to see how Matheny lets the young kids roll. I'm interested to watch Matheny in general. I'd really like to see if there's... What, what What was the one thing you would take away? Like, you're like, okay, this is for sure like one of his MOs that he does um, as a manager. Because you, you, you followed him closely. Pretty closely, yeah. yeah. When he was with the Cardinals. And, like, if you're like, he's not going to run a bunch of young arms out there. Or, like he's going to make bad bullpen decisions or he's not going to steal bags. What, like what is like the defining thing where you're like, hopefully he learned from that, but that's kind of his way he manages. I feel like it takes a little bit of small ball to actually play good baseball and to win the game. I mean, that's how the Royals did it. Now, small ball is not popular, but when Math, Thini took over, it felt like all the fundamentals of small ball 
didn't really go away or weren't refined. You know, we weren't stealing bags and um, wasn't weren't very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was very few first to thirds, you know, on base hits. Yeah. You know, the Royals were very good at that. If there was a base hit, they were taking first to third. Sure. Um, it was, it was like safe. He played it safe. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like we still made it to a world series. We made it to two in LCS. Like he was, a, I, I love him as a manager, but at the same time, like I think after a while, things just kind of fell apart. And I think a lot of that had to do with, uh, not being aggressive enough. Okay. He was also very loyal to his pen. Okay. He was methodic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that came back to bite him. Like he he put in Trevor Rosenthal a lot. Which and he's back on the Royals. He's on the Royals. He's on the Royals. Should we but like that or not? I don't know. I haven't really seen much from him. He had he had he, he threw gas for a while there. Yeah. And then he just stopped. But Matheny kept on putting him in and he mm. blew so many saves and I kept on just being like, why, why, why? And when he would load the bases, I'm like, please, please take him out. But you know, there's some managers who say, I know what you're, I know what you're capable of. I know your potential. I'm going to leave you in here because you can compete and you can do it. But it's the major leagues. And once again, I may have no idea what I'm talking about because I'm not a baseball professional. He is a World Series player and a World Series manager. Um, not winner as a manager, but you know right. what I mean. Yeah, uh, he's a very sound baseball mind, and I would love to meet the guy and, and have a conversation with him. But there was a lot of those questionable decisions. Mm. Interesting, because if you look at the Royals' bullpen right now, it's a lot of old yeah. arms. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think you can compare them right now because the the arms were much younger in St. Mm-hmm. Louis, but he was very loyal to him. Mm-hmm. Um. You guys have a lot of old arms and you're rebuilding and you're starting mm-hmm. with your starting rotation. Right. As you should. Sure. Um, yeah, because so you, you can get bullpen arms I think anywhere. the biggest question mark is, is he going to steal? Mm. You know, you have a lot of young runners on your team. Quick. Is he going to steal? Right. Is he going to make the other team make an error? Mm-hmm. That's what I loved about Ned. I feel like he was a little bit of a gambler. Well, he, just look at how they won the World Series. Yeah. I know. He's yeah. like, let's go for it. In fact, he probably, he, I think he learned that after a few years of, of him not pulling the trigger on mm-hmm. stealing a base. Yeah. Like, well, no, there's too much benefit to it. Go. Well, it's it's the old-fashioned saying of let the other team make a play. They have to make right. a play. Make them make the play. Now, these guys are professionals. They do it all the time, but they still have to do it under circumstance. Right. You know what I mean? And I guess. And that's, I think that's what, what, what boils back to, you know, that that play where we should have sent uh, Alex. It's like, make those guys make a play. He would have got gassed, but yeah, he would have been out, but yeah. I see what you mean, but they have to still make that. Relay. I guess, okay. So the reason I think this about Matheny and I could be way off. Maybe the team just needed a reboot, but as soon as Matheny was let go and Mike Schilt came in, um, they were stealing and they were winning. Mm-hmm. And we went from three years of no playoff to the next year being in the NLCS again. I know. I, I'm sorry. There's something to that with a mostly the same roster. May, mm-hmm. I mean, a few pieces. Yeah, here some parts I, moved. I, yeah, but mostly the same roster. The nuts and bolts. Something was there. Yeah. Well, you have to be aggressive. I mean, I think that's number we, one. We went from having the fewest steals to I think either the second most or the most. 
Mm-hmm. That speaks well, playoffs. For sure. If you can't crush the ball out of the park, all up and down the lineup, you're gotta have, you have to steal you bases. Gotta, you got to put it on the path. Yeah, you have to. Because there's no way to advance the runner just trying to hit little gappers. Right. right. Nope. Gotta we also went from like commute, committing like the most errors to one of the fewest. Yeah. Like defense became fundamentally more sound. That's big. You got to do that. It sounds like I'm putting a lot of heat on Matheny. Again, I like the guy. I think he's a great baseball. And he could very well succeed in Kansas City very well. We'll I hope see. so. I hope so. I kind of do too. It's, if the Cardinals can't win, sure. Royals. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. No. There's um, too many other teams that I hate so much. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Like rivals, uh, rivals. you're supposed to be a rival of mine. Yeah. Well, I hate the Cubs more. I hate the Red Sox more. <laughs> I hate the Pirates more. I hate the Reds more. <laughs> All these other teams that I hate more. I don't like the Cubs either. Although, fantastic place to watch a game. The old stadium. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So much fun. I I think I'm... Did I tell you the story? Maybe I have. And if not, we can we can leave for another time. But we went to a game there uh, years ago. And the they were terrible. And they were playing the Reds, which the Reds were garbage, too. And we were like, we need to get a ticket. The scalper guy, right? There's a lot of scalpers still there. Yeah. At that point. And he was like $110 per seat. And I was like... <laughs> I laughed at his face. I go, $110 per seat? I go, for what? Which seat? I go, <laughs> yeah. I go, uh, are we sitting in the dugout? He goes, no, this is like, you know, second shelf. And I go, to watch two 100 lost teams play? <laughs> you must be out of your mind, bro. Go, no way. So uh, we ended up walking up to the ticket. Uh, to the box office. To the box office. And it was like uh, 65 bucks. I was like, tell that guy out there to be more honest with He probably got someone, though. Oh, for sure. But it was just like, I mean, it was a day game, obviously. Gosh, you know what I miss? Cubs versus Reds. It was trash. I miss sitting at home and then being like, you know what? It's Let's go to a uh, game. I'm just going to go to the Royals game. It's like seven bucks a ticket. <laughs> and even then, like you would get your $7 ticket mm-hmm. and you could go down further. Now they're all picky about it. They'll stop you and say, "No, this is not your." Hey, you don't, don't belong here. Right. Yeah. Um, I miss I miss that. Now the Royals were crap. So yeah. they were just like, "Hey, you can sit wherever we want. We just want people here." Yeah, so glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to make it. We understand what we're putting out is not ideal. <laughs> I I remember a couple of times going in the upper the upper level. They were at like. Uh, There'd be like two concession stands like open. That yeah. was it. They're it was like, <laughs> empty. You could walk around. It was like nobody there. They're like, uh, you can get nachos here or on the other side of the stadium. You're like, oh, thanks. Now there's people there. Well, not now, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Did you did uh Charlie do the cutout thing? Yeah, he did. He he'll did? Be, he'll be uh I don't know if they selected him. I need to find that out. How do you I oh, didn't was do it, it like my, a lottery my brother in law did it? Oh, okay. It was like a lottery thing or what? I don't know. I think so. That's cool. Like we took a picture of him. He submitted it. And if he's in, then he'll be at every home game. <laughs> Do you know where? Like where they? No. Oh, okay. I didn't know if like you like but it would be suggested cool. yeah. a seat. If they, like, it'd be hey. cool if they told us. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Because how else will you? He's uh, a good looking Royals fan kid. Put him, yeah, put him, put him first baseline. Yeah, put him up front. Right. Get him. Yeah. Crown seats. Just. <laughs> I will say that is kind of cool. 
the, yeah. the cutout. Like the Dodgers have done it. A bunch of teams have done it. I think that's kind of cool that because um, they're kicking in the music. It's a great way to be creative at a time when you need to be creative. Sure. You'll kick in the music. You'll have the crowd noise. Yeah. And it looks like some fans are there. It's if you're fun. watching it on TV, it might even at least. It's optical. Buffer. Yeah. You, the optics are like, okay, there's where people would normally sit there. Yeah. And it looks like there's people, but they're just. They're not. They're two dimensional. What I want to what I want to know is how they're going to weigh him down. Because if it's like a really windy day, and all of a sudden you see fans go flying everywhere, or, or like a rainy day, or and they're just the like field. melting. It's a very gruesome scene here at Kauffman Stadium. It's really taking a turn. Good lord! If there's ever like a fire or something, and they all just <laughs> burst in. Let's hope that never happens. Right. We don't need that to happen. No, that's a horrible scene. Yeah, that's worse than COVID. That's probably worse than COVID. Yes, fans on fire is worse than COVID. (laughs) Uh, What a wonderful thing. Hey. Hey. So next week when we talk, we're going to have actual, real, statistical sports to discuss. And we'll only be about a month away from football too. I know. It's getting close. It's getting very close. I love it. We did it. We made it through. We have survived. You know what? If you're listening, we appreciate that because it's so much fun. We're having a blast and we're just so thankful for all the listeners and for the uh, amazing bourbon that the people in Kentucky just keep cranking out. Well done, Kentucky. (laughs) You don't provide much on the professional sports market, but But you you knock it out of the park when it comes to bourbon. For sure. We so appreciate you. Keep cranking that thing out of the park and we will keep... Uh, if there is any bourbon out there that would like to sponsor the podcast, please contact us immediately. Yeah. We're happy to support you. You can follow us at uh, The Rivals Podcast Facebook. on Facebook. You can follow me at MarkD01 on Twitter and Instagram. Podcast Rivals on Twitter. And at Seth Carnell on Twitter. I found out I'm not the only one. Oh, no. There's another Seth Carnell. But Don't follow I, I, him. No, but I am at Seth Carnell. <laughs> like, I'm the first. I'm the original. Yeah, follow the original. Don't right. follow the second guy. He's not Posers. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Carnell 01. Stay away from him. We'll see you guys next week. Rivals out.